0: I positively influence and encourage everyone around me. God Savannah Christian Family Church influences Polo Guan. God Savannah Christian Family Church fulfills their calling for this season. God Savannah Christian Family Church has all the resources to meet the community's needs. We receive God's favor and man's favor. We have compassionate care for the needy. Constant prayer is our lifestyle. We bear much fruit. We are givers. We heartily worship God with our possessions. Christ's redemptive purpose is accomplished in Bulokwani. We see a thousand churches established in our lifetime. Bulokwani, the Lord God is your God, and you belong to God. I sipile Evangeli. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, we thank you for the teaching of your word. We thank you, dear God, that you love us so much that you gave us your word. And we thank you, dear God, that your word is powerful. It's active. It's alive. And therefore, this morning, we engage with this word that is alive. And Father, we open our hearts and allow the entrance of your word to bring purification to bring transformation in our lives. We yield unto you and we say our hearts are a good ground for the imperishable seed of your word. And Father, I thank you that you are carrying this seed by the wind of your spirit unto every heart. I thank you that you meet every need. And Father, for everything that you will accomplish through this word, we we'll give you praise, we'll give you honor, we'll give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's declare this, say, our God is sovereign. Our God is, sovereign. Our, God is our God is almighty. Our God is a strong man. Our God is, <laughs> our God is a Lord our God is and King. Yes. He, is he is a ruler. I love him. I, love him. I submit to him. Submit In Jesus' name, amen. amen. May be seated. Hallelujah. Yeah, if I were paper, I would say give a blue, a blue. I don't know if there's a Bluetooth smile because that we can still. <laughs> I get a little smile, but there, I none. But probably there's an effect, so I bl- give your name a Bluetooth smile, under your mask. <laughs> Praise the Lord, Hallelujah. We're done with our, our series. I, I just trust you receive the Lord out of the series. Hey, hey, do not discredit the, the authenticity of the word. Amen. So we're starting a brand new series in, in our spring. Amen. And the title is You Are Saved in the Hands of God. You are safe in the Hands of God. Hallelujah. We are going to read Acts chapter 4, but I'm going to give you a background first of, of what had happened. Remember, in, the, in, the, in Acts chapter 3, the Bible says when it was time, time for, for prayer, Peter and John entered through the temple, and there was this man at the beautiful gate, the man who was lame, and they prayed for the man, and the man leapt for joy, huh? Eh? stood up and he was uh, healed. And what happened thereafter, you know, they were arrested and they were brought before the religious leaders. And they were told, you know, these people are just causing commotion. Hmm? So they were given a stand warning not to talk about Jesus. So the, the religious leaders of the day tried to silence the church. You know, I mean, They had done something good, eh? Somebody who had been lame for the rest of his life, you know? And they just said to him, silver and gold we don't have. All that we have is in the name of Jesus, eh? And the man stood up. Now, if really you are concerned, if you have the same heart that Jesus had, you know, if you have compassion on people, wouldn't you be glad that somebody has been helped, you know? But they were not happy about that, and they were... Uh, warning them not to talk about the Lord Jesus Christ. So they were trying to silence the church. And that is why we really need to be careful, family. There are just so many things that are trying to silence us. I was just thinking, nah, I think at this time, if I if will do what they would. I was asking myself, why don't we lay hands upon the sick? Friday for God. He was leading prayer in my God, Then let me lay hands upon those who have haven't received the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Then while it was going on, ah, by the way, we are online. <laughs> it was like, you can't help it. That's what we are called to do. You understand? We want to comply, we want to do the right. Now I found myself sometimes. And if you want me to, I don't have any problem, let's get into my car, I'll lay hands on you. Because sometimes it feels like you read Dr. what, whatever you're not. <laughs> you want to work, you know, the way God wants you to work, you know. But then the, the church is, is being silenced, it's gradual. And you know, like I was saying, we are living in the last time. This is the beginning of, of, of uh, like, what the Bible t- uh, talks about it as, as the, the labor pains, you know, that the worst is still, is still to come because we are living in the last days. So whatever we do with this pestilence, now we are setting a standard. If we do, we, it's okay that there shouldn't be a church. It's okay that the church is not an essential. We've already we have set a standard. How about I am with, like, okay, Lidumela 50. You are comfortable with 50. It's okay. So next time, we give you only 20. So the whole thing, you may look at it from whatever angle, but the church is being silenced. And if we are not aware, if we don't wake up to say, but these are our rights as a church, like the, 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 the church did here, you know. I mean, what was wrong? What was wrong in, in praying for somebody who had been lame for the rest of his life? Why would they they eh, eh, warn them not to talk about the Lord Jesus Christ? You understand my, my point? I I I want we want to submit, we want to comply, but let us know. You know at the back of our minds as a church, let us know that the whole purpose is to silence the church. And if we give in, I mean. If you tell me that and churches that have opened now, lockdown, end of March, and April, and May, and June, and July, and August. Six months we are studying now the seventh month. If you think of somebody who has been home, somebody in the village who has no data, who can't even go online, for six months the person hasn't had the word. So you see that the church has been silenced and it's like, now it's getting normal. When you say we are getting into a new normal, this is also becoming a new normal for the church. So there are certain things that we need to reject. Oh, I'm out of, I'm out of order. Let me, come, let me come back. But that, that's it. I it. So the danger was real for, for Peter and John when they said, guys, we're going to arrest you. For what? For preaching the wheat. For what? for raising uh, 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 the lane, eh? So they could be jailed for a long time or even be murdered because at that time the church was being murdered. You know, sometimes we really have to, to think through it when we say, Lord, do it again. Do it, Lord. Through me, here am I. I give myself, you know. There will come a time where the church is persecuted. But are we ready for that? You know, it might be nice now as we're seeing it, as we say it, but if people come here with guns and say, Are you still saying Jesus is Lord? Are we ready to say, Do whatever you do? This is what I believe. How strong are our convictions as Christians? So during that time, the church was persecuted. And so it was, it was a serious. Danger would Peter and John were in a, in a serious danger of, you know, they've been arrested for something, you know, they were just, just doing the word. And so the, the danger was not only to them as apostles, but to the rest of the believers also. Because the believers also had to preach about this name, had to preach about the way. So sometimes you may think, ah, is there is a pastor who will be, but are you also a believer? Do you believe? What do your pastors believe? This men are giving. So I'm I'm just saying let's 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 be prepared for whatever kind of persecutions. Persecutions are coming definitely to the church. But how ready are we? Are we willing to represent the Lord to take whatever it takes? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, so let's go to Acts chapter 4 and see what, what's happening. So they were arrested and then from there they were warned, they were released but told, never speak about this name again, never preach this gospel again. In verse, verse 23, Acts chapter 4, let's go to verse 23. And then it says when they were released, again, You are following the story, they've just uh, 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 prayed for, for, for that man and then he leapt for joy. He was, everybody was happy. There was commotion. You know. And then the scribes, the Sadducees, the leaders of the day, arrested them. Okay? And then after arresting them, they were like, look, we are going to release you, but don't ever talk about this name. So here they go out of the prison. Verse 23. When they were released, they went to their friends and reported what the chief priests and the elders had said to them. Verse 24. And when they heard it, They lifted their voices together to God and said, Sovereign Lord, who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them. Okay? So, when they heard this, you know, they praised the Lord. eh? There was just just that spontaneous outburst of praise. eh? To say, you were arrested for this. Praise the Lord, sovereign Lord. eh? Hallelujah. So, because they went to their friends and then they reported, but they lifted their voice and they said, Lord, you are God. Hey, the sovereign. Lord, you are God. You are sovereign. You made the heavens and the earth. Hallelujah. And IV says, when the believers heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer to God and they said, what? Lord and King. You made the heavens and the earth and the sea. You made everything in them. The message says, here in the report, they lifted their voices in a wonderful harmony in prayer. Strong God, you made heaven and earth and seas and everything in them. So the word that is translated, sovereign Lord, denotes one who rules over others. And was applied to the highest magistrate or, office, or highest officer. It denotes authority or power, eh? and absolute in ruling. It's a way denoting more authority in ruling than the other absolute rule. So when they were saying sovereign Lord, they were saying an absolute ruler, our king and our Lord, our strong king. Hallelujah. So the subject of the, of the sovereign Lord do not have any authority or right. Eh? Those who are under him, they do not have, they are, but they trust and obey. If you are a subject of a sovereign Lord, you know the hymn, Trust and Obey. For there's no other way to be happy, eh? But to trust and obey. So if your Lord is sovereign, eh, Then you submit to him. Hmm? There is to obey and follow his instructions. When Christians address God as sovereign Lord, they were acknowledging his Absoluteness in the universe. This means that nothing takes him by surprise. He is sovereign. Hallelujah. When Christians were threatened by those in authority, they called upon the higher authority. Eh? Actually, they called upon the highest authority. Look, they were under the authority of the, the high priests, the rulers. And the, but then when the high priests and the rulers came, Against them, they thought, "Okay, there's another authority above these ones," so they called upon the higher authority. I don't know if you followed the story, uh, um Rodney Howard Brown. Rodney Howard Brown refused to close the church, right in in level five, where everybody was saying, you know, he refused. And there was a meeting. I don't know how many, how many of you have been following. If you can, you can. You can follow that on, on, on his his website, yeah? And he was arrested. It was so tense; you could feel the tension. When now going through it, This is a man of God, and other men of God have come to say, "Why doesn't he he comply?" You know, we are we are all men of God. We are, you know. And then they called the chairperson of the forum in that city, and you know, it was. And the sheriff was like, "We're going. We're going to arrest him right now." And he was arrested. For, because he's, oh, that man, that man is, he reads eh? He reads, he has now released a book which was banned. And, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's okay. It's, it's been sold now. But he has all information about this whole thing, where it comes from, what is happening. And so and he was like, no, I know my rights. I know my constitutional rights. I, I, have, I have the right to fellowship. So, in a way, they arrested him, but then they released him because there was no case against him. And so, I'm looking at the whole thing, how the whole thing revolved. That the sheriff who had come to arrest him was now at his church. They are now, friend. they are now friends. And and he gave this sheriff a mic to say just share it to the people, he says, now if there's any person who is dry there, who is hopeless, I will say come to the river church. Now he's. He's advertising the very church that he was hanging against. But that's a sovereign Lord. To say, even if you know, when you stand for your rights, when you stand, look at what God has done. And people were saying, doesn't he know, Rome? is it Romans Romans 13? That says we must, we must submit to the authorities. Hmm? And now, the authorities, the president, President Trump said, all places of worship are now open. Now the people who are saying, "Why doesn't he submit to the authority when the authorities close the church?" They are still at home. They haven't opened the churches. So it's like, what? Now you want to tell me you are you are, you are submitting to authority? You know. So <laughs> anyway, God is sovereign, amen. So when when the, the Christians had this, they went. To the higher authority, they went to God. eh? So it's it's like when you feel that you did not get justice at court, eh? then you can appeal to the higher court. So that's exactly what they 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 did. So whatever judgment is said the higher court, stands. And in their prayer, they reminded themselves that their God is sovereign. We, rem- we need to remind ourselves, you know, what kind of God we are saying. Sovereign God, eh? absolute ruler. They reminded themselves that God has all power. Eh? Sovereign God who created the heavens and, and earth and everything that is. They reminded themselves that their God is not only alive, but is actively involved in their affairs. God is actively involved in your affairs. Hallelujah. So they they read this this verse, you know. They quoted, they quoted what was written in in Psalm 2. Okay, when they prayed, when they came before the Lord and said, Sovereign Lord. Look at verse 25. He said. They said, Sovereign Lord who made heaven and earth and the seas and everything in them. Verse 25, who through the mouth of our father David, your servant, said, By the Holy Spirit, Why did the Gentiles rage and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth said themselves, and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his anointed. Now it's important that we go to, to Psalm, Psalm 2, here, eh? In order. To see what these believers were depending upon, we need to see and understand the mindset that they had about God. Some truth. Eh? Maybe we should sing that song. Eh? I don't know. Eh? Who can, who can touch your sovereignty? Hmm? You are sovereign. Umudimu, you are strong, you are an absolute ruler. So when they came, when they came to God, never had this mindset. Ya are above God, there's no other ruler. He has an absolute ruler. He has a sovereign God, our Lord, and our King, our strong King. Now, look at Psalm, Psalm 2. Psalm 2, please. It says, why do the nations rage and the people plod in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, let us base their bonds apart and cast away their cords from us. He who sits in the heavens laughs. The Lord holds them in duration. Okay, just just up, up up to there. You know, it's like th- this is this is called a, a a royal psalm or a or a messianic psalm. It talks about David, but that Christ will come out of out of the lineage of David. Remember that God had promised David that the the, the what is it the the diadem. You know, the what's the right word. Shall not. In other words, your generation will rule forever. Okay? And we know that the, the scepter shall not uh, 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 depart from your house, right? So, so, Jesus is one of the descendants of, of David up to today. The descendants, God's, God is still faithful to that covenant. Up to today, Jesus is still ruling. He's still on the throne. Now, this is, the, the psalm is like talking about the nations who are coming against God. Eh? The nations who were looking at God, like, you know, who is God? So the psalmist asked, Why do the nations rage and peoples plot in vain? Why do the people rebel? Eh? Why are the people in rebellion to you, Lord? Eh? The kings of the earth set themselves and rulers take battle together. They want to come against this sovereign God, hmm? against the anointed one. They forget that. The mind of God is—it was—it's. This is it was, it's, 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 it's transcendent. The word it goes beyond the boundaries. Yeah, but their minds are limited, and he's asking, "Why do the nations do that? Why? Why would you plot against the sovereign God? Why would you come against God? Why would you rebel against God? You know, it's like a two-year-old child coming against his father, and I know, you know, I'm going to hit you. I'm going to. And you look at this little thing. You know that. He's so, the strength is so, so limited. Eh? So the psalmist is asking that, don't they know that they are limited? Why would they come against God? And he said in their meeting as they counsel together, they said, let us baste their bonds apart and cast away their cords from us. It's like they want to, let's reject this yoke of God. let's reject this yoke of God. So, they were rejecting God's yoke, and Matthew says what? His yoke is easy. When you are in the hands of God, you are going with God, but the yoke is easy because he is a sovereign God. He is strong. He is a ruler. So now, you know, when you when we have the two, two animals, cows or donkeys, eh, pulling together, having put the yoke on them, sometimes when they train as, as a, a, a younger one, they pair it with the one that is strong. Eh? So the one that is strong carries the heaviest weight. That one is just there, you know. It goes like, you know. So God wants us to do the same. To yoke with Him. Carry His yoke is easy. Eh? It's a yoke, but it's easy. He's, he's having the whole weight is upon Him. So the people were saying, Let us base their bonds apart and cast away their costs from us. And let's break this yoke and set ourselves free from Him. But then the Bible says, verse 4, he who sits in the heavens laughs. The Lord holds them in derision. eh? So he laughs. It's like the 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 Lord is is laughing eh? in heaven. He's looking at them. He's saying, Why one do one hammer? You know. So this was a prayer that was prayed by by the apostles. eh? So they said sovereign Lord, they remembered this psalm. why do these scribes, eh? why do these religious leaders come against the sovereign Lord? So the Bible says here in verse 4 that eh? He's mocking the rebels. He's mocking those that are, are proud. He's mocking those that think they have power. Hmm? So it says the Lord holds them in direction. You know, he, he doesn't necessarily laugh at them. The confusion, the confusion that is there, why would they think they have power while power is mine? So God is sitting in heaven and looking at the rebellious and looking at those who are coming against him. So the psalmist is saying that the applause will fail because they cannot prevail against God. What will prevail is the will of God. Amen. Verse 5, then he will speak to them in his wrath and terrify them in his fury, saying, as for me, I have set my king on Zion, my holy hill. So if you read verse 7 up to 9, it shows how the psalmist David says what God told him about, about himself. You know, So God tolerates no opposition. God tolerates no, no competition, huh? But he requires absolute loyalty. We have no competitor. You have no equal. You have no no rival. Hallelujah. So, verse 7, I will tell of the decree the Lord said to me. This is David. He says, you are my son. Today I have begotten you. So it's like David was the son of God, both by, by promise and by birth. So why would they come against the son of David? Hallelujah. He said, ask of me and I will make the nations your heritage and the ends, uh, at the ends of the earth your possession. You shall break them with a the rod of iron and dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. So David then gives the final advice when you go to verse, verse 10 and 12. But God was saying, if if you ask me, I'll give you, you know, I'll give you the domain like I did as I gave uh, uh, the Israelites a promised land. He says you shall break them with the rod of iron, the scepter, eh? the symbol of rule. You shall judge. You shall discipline them. Hallelujah. And he says those rebels shall be crushed like the vessels of clay. So David is giving, is giving the, the advice here, you know, to say to those, those nations that are coming against the Lord, eh, the, 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 the rebellious, you know, those rulers are warned. He's like, guys, assess, assess your situation. <laughs> Verse 10, now therefore, O kings, be wise, be warned, O rulers of the earth. Hmm? Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son, lest he be angry, and you perish in the way. For his wrath is quickly kindled. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. So David understood that we cannot do anything against God but for God. God has a final word. He is the ultimate ruler. Hallelujah. So that's why we've got to align ourselves. We've got to align ourselves with God. We've got to align ourselves with the word. We don't have to align the word with ourselves eh? or align God with ourselves. But we are subjects of the sovereign Lord. So when the sovereign Lord speaks, whatever he says, we subject ourselves. We align ourselves with his word. So David is warning those who are rebellious, the nations that are rebellious, those who are standing against the will of God. He says, guys, I'm warning you. Be wise, be warned, O rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and with trembling. Serve the Lord with reverence. Serve the Lord with awe. And he says, kiss the son. Kiss the son, I think is the... uh, vendors who will really understand this. Hmm? The sign of, of submission to surrender. You see where they go down and they, they kiss the feet, the feet of the king. So you are saying, don't work against the king, but rather kiss the king. Be in submission to the king. Hallelujah. So. That's what people will do. They, they actually in the history give an example of the Assyrian kings that people would come to him and kiss. That's a sign of respect and kiss his feet. So Jesus, uh, uh, David is warning the people who are rebellious, the nations that are rebellious, uh, that the rulers that are against God to say, guys, I'm warning you. Kiss the, the son. Mm? Lest he be angry. Submit to the Lord. Serve him with gladness. Hallelujah. So the Christians in Acts chapter 4, we have read verse 23 up to 26. eh? In their prayer, they reflect how religious leaders thought that they were getting rid of Jesus. But instead, Jesus died at the cross for all humanity. And when the price was fully paid, he rose from the dead. They reminded God that religious leaders' plans of getting rid of Jesus was futile. eh? The religious leaders did not know that they were actually fulfilling the plan of God. Look, God in his sovereignty allowed Jesus to come here on earth. And the same people, eh? Buherotibu Pilatobu and the Sadducees that did not even believe that there was a resurrection of, 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 of the dead. People that were religious, eh, they came against against Jesus. You know. So when the Christians pray, prayed in Acts chapter four, they were saying like these people n't they learned, you know, that they tried to kill Jesus. And then he fulfilled your will. He died, but then he rose again. And so when the Sadducees and the scribes were saying to Peter and John, keep quiet. It's like people will believe that there is a resurrection. Don't talk about this Jesus because we killed him. He's dead. And when they were trying to quieten them. But then as the, the, these Christians were praying, we're like, the whole thing is fulfilled. Jesus came. Why would they still be against you? Eh? They reminded God that these religious leaders, the, their plan of getting rid of Jesus was just futile. Because he's risen. And more than that, we are here to proclaim his resurrection, to proclaim that he is alive. Hallelujah. <laughs> so they were actually fulfilling the plan of God. Little did they know, you know, that by killing Jesus, thank God for the Sadducees here we are today. Hallelujah. <laughs> verse 27, go back to Acts chapter 4. I think we now have the idea that while they were, they, they were praying, quoting Psalm 2, you know, they had this mindset about their God. Now, verse 20, 27, this continuation of their prayers. For truly in this city, they were gathered together against the holy servants, Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, to do whatever your hand and your plan had predestined to, to take place. So they were saying to God in their prayer, the people who crucified Jesus could not have been able to do so if God did not allow them. let think, we are in the hands of God, we are pawns, we are like pawns, I don't know how many of you have played chess before, I've forgotten, I don't know, but I know there are pawns, when you say, we are but pawns, we are being used by God, we are but pawns in the hands, in the hands of God. So they were also like pawns in the hands of God. The will of God was that Jesus would come and die for us, but you know, them rejecting and killing Jesus, they were fulfilling the will of God. Hallelujah. So, the Lord rules history. He rules history to fulfill his purpose. He is sovereign Lord of all events. Sometimes you look at yourself and say, Mara, why did I have to go here? Why did I I sense this year that I should go? And you know that sovereign Lord, you are upon in his hand. We are in the hands of God. He's just maneuvering. He's just helping you for you to reach your destiny. Because look, God doesn't say, there's your destiny, go straight. No, no, no. He makes you meet certain people who will contribute towards your purpose, eh? And then make you go and register and get this little information that concerns your purpose and make, you know, but ultimately, he's, he's, he's in charge of the history for his purpose. You are but just a pawn in his hand. Hallelujah. We, we are safe in the hands of God. Amen. Verse 29, it says, And now, Lord, look upon their threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with boldness. As they were praying to say, Mudim, look at these people's threats, but continue. Give the apostles, give good Peter, give good John the boldness to continue preaching your gospel, regardless of the threats, regardless of how they've been threatened. Eh? So, boldness requires courage. You've got to press in through our fears and do what is right. Hmm? That boldness is required. If you've seen yourself, sometimes we feel like, hey, should I share to this person? Should I witness the way to him? It's like, hey, what if I'm going to be embarrassed or so? But there's a prayer that we're praying for all of us that we be bold, that we press on regardless of all our fears. Hallelujah. So, no government can stand against God. No army can stand on the way of God. He is sovereign. Hallelujah. So they prayed and said, Lord, look upon their threats and grant your servants to continue. And you know, when you, when you, you study, I'm going to give you a homework just to go and study this, this prayer. How they concentrated on God and the greatness and the bigness and the sovereignty of God. It has so many, you, O oh Lord, for you have done, and you, O oh Lord. And only once in verse 29, do they say, and now, Lord, look upon their threats. Amen. So they were not really praying about the challenge. They were bringing the greatness and the ability and the sovereign, sovereignty of God in the whole situation that God is able. So the prayer talks about you, God. You, are you not the sovereign God? You who did this, you who, you know. It's all about God. It's about lifting our God. And as we pray, that's what we must learn, to see the greatness and the bigness of God, not the bigness of our challenges. Hallelujah. So... That's so when they prayed, verse 30, while you stretch out your hand to heal and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant. So you say, give your servants boldness to keep on preaching, you know. And as they preach, confirm, confirm this word, heal. Eh? Let there be signs, let there be wonders confirmed through your name. Eh? They did not ask God to protect them from danger. Eh? Instead, they asked God to help them to do the work of the ministry. Eh? While people were being arrested, nalu gave me really. They have said, Lord, <laughs> so they did not ask God to protect them from danger. No. Eh? They were saying, in the midst of this, let your work continue, God. Let the ministry continue. Eh? As they do their work, Lord, let you know, regardless of the opposition, let your work continue. So they focused on the ministry. They knew that they were safe in the hands of God. Look, it is your purpose that will keep you. As long as you are in the will of God, you are in the purpose of God, it will keep you until you fulfill that purpose. So the safest place is in the orbit of God's will. And that's why we need to make sure that we are in the will of God in all that we do. Because the devil always tries to take us out. eh? To take you out of the ship, to take you out of the will of God. And when you are alone there, then he will attack you. So make sure, that we are in the will of God. That's the safest place, being in the hand of God. Amen. And the last verse that they prayed, and when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. So they defied the religious leaders' orders to, spo- to stop speaking the word. They were actually more bold in preaching the word. Eh? When we stay in the center of God's will, we are safe. We are secured. Let us stay let us stay in the perfect will of God. Hmm? Despite the warnings of the council, they continued preaching the word of God. Despite the lockdown, we continue preaching the word of God. So let us do the will of God. Hallelujah. Let's continue doing the will. Just being in the hands of God and fulfilling the will, it is that purpose that will keep you. It is that purpose that will protect you. You will be released, but do the will. accident, You won't die as long as you do You do the will. You understand? <laughs> Hallelujah. This is so true. This is the way that I believe. Let's be like the apostles. Let's preach the word. As long as we are in the hands of God. We are pawns in his hands. And you never know where the Lord is taking you. But as you follow him, as you do his will, ultimately, you will come to a point where you say, I've run my race. I've finished the course. I've done all that you wanted me to do. Yeah? And you hear this, well done, good, and faithful servant enter you into the joy of the Lord. Amen. Let's close our eyes. We're going to pray. Maybe before before we pray, is there anyone in our midst who's saying, Pastor, I am not born again. I haven't given my life to the Lord. I do come to church, but I'm